We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay, you got it? Yep, I do. Okay. Okay, I do. Dumb, say our name. The dumb comic creators. Okay, now we don't have to say our name ever again during this intro. I tricked you. I tricked Next. you into saying the name of our podcast. And now we're done. <laughs> That's not a catchphrase, yeah. though. That's just the name of our it's podcast. It's not a catchphrase. No, it's not. No. But so, like every single episode, but, you make me say our name. And it doesn't make any sense. Everyone clicks on this podcast. They know what they're watching. They know what they're listening to. Hey, Wrestling 101 is you introduce yourself every single time. You think, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, for example, he always talks himself about in the third person, therefore reintroducing himself. Also, literally, when I say, quote, we need a catchphrase, you did not give us a catchphrase. It may be good marketing to say dumb comic creators. You have given me nothing. You lose, good sir. You're right. You're right. I didn't give you anything, but you said the name of our podcast, and I don't have to say it anymore. We're dumb comic creators, and you said you it, said, not well, me. You just now you just said it though. So technically speaking, you already you already made yourself. What I said, dumb right. comic creators, but you said it first. That's my whole point. I have no. You always make me first. say. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say my name's Keegan Shiner, and your name is Eric Schwartz every single week. And what are we doing? Podcasting. That's what we're doing. Okay. And who are we? We hear the dumb comic creators. Yeah, that's right. And what's our catchphrase? You didn't give us one. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. There is what about no catchphrase? I asked us for a catchphrase, and you just we said no. That's not a catchphrase. I don't think you ever actually asked me for a catchphrase. Too, you say we need a catchphrase, which yeah, is a question. It's fine. just this like uh, leading, like fine. Like I'll do the Ron Burgundy. We need a catchphrase. <laughs> okay. All right. That does sound like a question now because you raised your voice up at the end. Yeah, I know. So tell me, do we have a catchphrase or no? We don't do have, we have a catchphrase. Yeah. You didn't give me one. So yeah. Yeah. Say our name. The dumb comic creators. Ha. I made you say it again. That's not a catchphrase. That's not even a joke. That There's no punchline to that. No. Like, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me back up a little bit. Say our name. Say our, our name. name. No, our say, name. Our, say our name. Our name. Ha, I made you say it again. That's our, That's the catchphrase. Okay, no. Just say our name, dot, dot, dot. Ha, I made you say it again. Catchphrase. That's a terrible What do you think? What do you think? No. no, no, say our name, say our name. The dumb comic creators. All right, say our name. <laughs> dumb comic creators. Ha, I made you say it again. See, so you say our, the name of our podcast, Dumb Comic Creators, and then the catchphrase follows, right? I'm going to pull Billy Madison out of you. Dumb Comic. And Do I need to pull a Billy Madison quote? What's that? No. In the entire <laughs> rambling on, was that nowhere clear correct answer? What's so I awesome is like... points and may God have mercy on your soul. What's so awesome <laughs> is we, we sort of... We, we I like... I know that we're not supposed to like really acknowledge our guests in the opening, especially because I made the rule. Uh, but like we, they were with us for the beginning of our intro just now, like like where we hit the name of our podcast and who we are and what we do. We should uh, introduce them too. I mean, we're talking. We about should. Them we like should eventually. But <laughs> as soon as I said that our catchphrase was "say our name," dot dot dot. Ha! I made you say it again. They we lost them. Like yeah. they were, yeah. Like this <laughs> intro bombed. <laughs> it bombed hard. 
if you're not on YouTube right now, you would think they just ran away. They're like, nope, this is yeah. already waste of our time. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like losing the audience uh immediately yeah. when you're on stage and you can't get them back. Yeah. No, it's impossible. Yeah. Of course, it's just an audience of two. Eric, who do we have joining us today? We have Lloyd and Natasha Jones. Wow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you pronounce their names that's amazing we went over we went over in the beginning because we mispronounced it eric always does this bad bit where you mispronounce, I mispronounce the name names. on purpose but yeah i always oh, keep keeping guessing whenever i'm going to do it so <laughs> this time you guys get it correct that's right yes. oh <laughs> congrats and you guys are comic writers correct yes yeah and you're uh midnight x comics on instagram that's correct. Or, or just Midnight Comics? We're, yeah, we're Midnight Comics, but on, on Instagram and Twitter, we're Midnight X Comics. Oh, cool. Cool. Username was taken. You, yeah, username was taken. <laughs> Great. Um, so how did you guys get started with comics? And, and yeah, tell us a little bit about Midnight Comics. Okay. Yeah, so in the beginning, so essentially, we individually really liked writing. I, I went to get into game design when I was younger. Um, and a friend of mine, uh, me and me and a friend of mine, um, a neighbor at the time, we wrote this really massive, like kind of uh, almost this heavy rain esque zombie game um, before heavy rain came out. <laughs> um, we called it the pandemic, you know, foreshadowing. Uh, but yeah, it was about uh, in in two thousand eight we wrote it, and um, yeah, I was like, oh man, you know, and uh, I'll. And I have some epic dreams, and I'll talk about about that in a second. But we, I, I like to write stories where it wasn't like the kind of conventional, like um, the good guy always makes it type thing. Like the character that you create in the game can die, and the story keeps moving because you, you know that character's not the center of the universe. You know, Rick Grimes disappears on on Walking Dead, but the rest of the Walking Dead universe still minor spoilers, I guess, for two seasons ago. But it, it, the story still continues on without them so i kind of like that idea where it's just like grow to love these people and keep pushing but i've rambled i'm sorry wait, wait who died on walking dead i'm so, sorry uh, rick grimes i'm sorry character wait that he died no he no did. well he so yes a helicopter came he was told quote they said quote he's a b prop this is spoilers okay major spoilers, <laughs> major I, spoilers. I mean i haven't seen this i <laughs> so comics <laughs> He's still alive, but in the TV show, or in the TV show, he's missing until the movies come out. There's right. going to be movies, is what I, I yes. was thinking. Yeah, yeah. They're making three, three movies, right? Three movies, and he's going to star in them. But are they, have they started making them? Yes. Filming but COVID, so that's Did they start late. filming? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how they're yeah. going to finish off the series, is not, is, is instead of uh, five seasons of the movie, a lot community. It's going to be uh, 10 or 11 seasons with uh, three movies. Wait, what? Has, <laughs> has, has there been 11 seasons now? Are they on the last season? They're on the last yeah. one now. Yeah. On the they are. One. Okay. Are they doing the jump into the future like the comic books? Um, they, hard to say. Did that. they already did that. They well, did? yeah. Okay. They, they did like two, three time skips at this point. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. She has Back a whole <laughs> other background of writing. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about that. I mean, I've also yeah. been writing probably longer than him since elementary school. I started with poetry and then got into, um, I actually have a couple 
books out. So I have a book and a novel I'm working on and then a poetry book. And so that's where my background comes from. But then we also both have been reading comic books since we were kids. Nice. <laughs> nice. Watching anime, reading manga mm-hmm. since we were like 10 years old for me. Right. Like younger for you, I believe. So. so when did it all click where you guys were like, yeah, let's work together? Well, um, this is... Huh? I said the favorite story. What the dream? Oh, what are you talking about, Mom? When we finally said, <laughs> oh, oh, when we started talking about, um, so we like to do like debates and what ifs and stuff. And so we were, we, you guys watch Naruto, right? Yes. Okay. Honestly, to us, we were like, they lost that match. There's no way they went and beat Madara, beat Kaguya. Like, Naruto's been fighting for days. This, you know, all, all the all the factors within that war, we were like, no, here's what really happened. We had this whole like, what if idea, um, which which we would have posted more it about it because other people, but it made us feel better. <laughs> all of Boruto, everybody's stuck in the infant in Tsukuyomi. That's mm-hmm. period. Like everybody's stuck in the infant in Tsukuyomi. And what's in, actually happening now is that um, the car organization is actually people trying to break them out of the infant in Tsukuyomi via karma and stuff, which of course, since it's an old Tsuki, uh, spoilers still for Naruto <laughs> and Boruto, right? But instead, so Boruto is actually, uh, everything that's happening there, everybody's stuck in the infant Tsukuyomi because everybody technically got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know the whole thing, Kashin Koji, who he is. So, oh yay, he's, a, he's back, right? So whenever they meet up, everybody's around. Hinata got Naruto, Naruto became Hokage. Everybody's dream came true. The only factor that could change that is an outside source. I'm sorry, rambling. <laughs> so, so we had a theory and we were like, you know what? Let's make our own story. We have all these ideas about everybody else's story. Let's do our own. We're tired of it has to be the hero always wins when he's... Why does the hero always have to Are you a legend of, are you a legend of Korra fan at all? Yes. That's yes. the number one argument I heard was that Korra should have lost at the very end. That she shouldn't have won the final battle. Because the whole point was when, because when they talked to the Red Lotus, they said, well, what happens if she doesn't come back? And then uh, the Red Lotus, like, then someone else will take her place and fight the fight them. It's not the end of the world. So Right. Mm-hmm. That right. was the big one. I never heard about the Naruto one. This is the first time I heard this theory. So I need, oh. I need to watch it again. It's always important. I just love it. Yeah. It, it's my, honestly, it's my favorite thing. Like, I read manga. I read comics. I still think Avatar and Korra are probably the best series, just honestly, of all time. But, Man. We don't need to get into that argument now, but thank you for including Korra in I think Avatar is better than Korra, but I think Korra is also solid though too. I think Korra I, I think it was just different. I mean, Avatar is about a man learning how to be um, become an avatar. Korra is a mm-hmm. avatar learning how to become a person. Is how I look I like that. that. I like that. Yeah. Keegan only reads Western comics, so Keegan's just shaking his head and nodding. No, I, I mean I <laughs> I watched Sword Art Online. That was my favorite, but okay. I haven't. I haven't gotten. I'm. I'm lame. I haven't gotten into that. <laughs> said, just smile and wave. Just smile and wave. <laughs> I'm so good at like pretending I know what you guys are talking about. I'm like, yeah. you know. But when it, I'm that meme, you know, where all the like algebra <laughs> symbols are coming out of my oh, head. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we can wrap it back around. Another thing is, we didn't want to do DC Marvel type things where it's like, hey, that character died, and now they're back. No, yeah, there's there's a permanence in our stuff. No, oh, no, no Superman. No, no. No, no Batman dying and then 
he wasn't dead. He was, he was, back lost. He was <laughs> lost in time. That was the entire uh-huh. series. So he was lost in like, time. Since when? Oh. Since when is that a factor? No, stop. That's not how <laughs> I thought those were actually. Well, main thing too was like when they were good. I liked it. I liked them. Like it was yeah. good comics. So I'm like, you know, storytelling wise, like the bigger picture, this is horrible. But these are solidly written <laughs> comics. Right. So I can't right. complain. Is that their scared? You're scared to yeah. Yeah. What is your is your writing style like different? Because I'm sure you guys have to compromise, get back and forth, or is it like, is it in the way that you do improv where one way suggests something and they build on it, or is it a lot like giving back and forth? I think we're more improv. I think yeah, probably more improv. And I actually love that 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 comparison that metaphor that comparison as an actress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you're yeah. an actress. Are you a professional actress? I saw that on your uh, Instagram. Some of some of your videos are really funny. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in a um upcoming play currently, and I have a couple other projects that I might be doing soon. So awesome! That's so cool. Is it weird getting used to doing a uh, in-person performance? You know, after the COVID and everything. Um, I took a break during COVID from everything because we also have three kids here, so I was mostly <laughs> focused on that. But um, I'm theatrically trained, so I'm definitely more accustomed to stage than camera performing. But mm-hmm. and I also prefer theater. I and I enjoy it a lot. I, I just meant just because, like, just I you. I'm sure, like, when you were because you theatrically trained, you're used to performing people. Now all of a sudden, like, for a year and a half, you're just like, well, I'm in my apartment <laughs> or in my house. Can't really, like, you know, <laughs> like I'm just gonna make tick. TikTok and, and, and reels and stuff. And it's still weird to me. Those are still weird, but I'm trying to just break out the comfort zone and just do them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eric and I uh, perform improv comedy, you know, in front okay. of live yeah. people. So yeah. when Eric was asking you, he was hoping you'd ask back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. Yes, I do perform. I'm actually at a show this Saturday. Okay. (laughs) I do perform. Uh, I perform. I'm in Chicago. I'm not sure where you guys are. So Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, I just did a small festival uh, for the Playground Theater. And then um, I got a show at the Buckhouse Theater this coming Saturday. So. Okay. Do you guys have an improv group? or like- uh, So the two of us used to have an improv group, but then Keegan, you know, had to get married and have a kid and have a life outside of, you know, doing <laughs> stuff like that. So we haven't done that nearly, we haven't done that in a very long time just because, I mean. Yeah, we're podcasting now. Yeah. We're podcasting now is what we're doing. And I am the best improv. Yeah, and yeah. believe it or not, we, this was not all planned out. We did not have these <laughs> questions like. I like just prepared in the you know as script. much as we should have. Yes. Yeah, we should have <laughs> sent you guys a script beforehand. Like this is the script. Please answer these questions this way. Sound robotic. <laughs> One time I did an interview where the person wanted questions ahead of time, and it freaked me out because I was like, ah, "That's not what I do. <laughs> I don't do that." You know, we just we just kind of go. Yeah. Well, also because like if you guys want to talk about something, we're gonna let you guys lead. If you guys, yeah. if you guys don't we'll take back we'll take back over and ask more questions so okay cool see i like this more fluid that way right yeah yeah uh so let's get to the we we read a comic of yours uh the unbeloved Mm -hmm. um is this uh your first comic or yes or where is this in the timeline okay 
flagship. Yeah, that's our starter. Yeah. Um, that was 2019 when that initially finished and got released. No, when we finished it, we didn't release it until August last year. Okay. But yeah, that's our, our first, you know, little book. I sent you guys chapter zero, but we also have the other one, uh, chapter, chapter one out, as well as chapter two, part one about to drop. But okay. yeah, that was, um, I like history and religion. Um, and so I guess a lot of the, um, which you'll see a trend is, is like, what if they were in modern day? Or what if we saw them, right? Like we, we see, you know, in, in the Bible, we see in all these different uh, various lores and stuff, these larger than life beings among the populace, right? Now, what if their battles and, and just their appearances was something that we saw now? How would we react to it? What kind of stuff would kind of ensue from there? So, yeah. So that was kind of the mindset for um, for that. But not everybody has, you know, larger-than-life powers. We have our Tony Stark's Batman as yeah. characters with no powers, just doing what they do. Yep. That's where our love for history and stuff starts to pop in and all that good stuff. And your so. love of space and science. And space. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what was the, how did you come up with Unbeloved? And um, like, when did, when did the project start? Sort of walking through um, So the project really started in 2019. Um, I had the idea. So there's these um, two Shinto beings, uh, Hiroko and Awashima, right? Which, uh, not to, okay, not to give spoilers. Hmm. All right. In the lore, there's not a lot that was talked about them. Hiroko was born, he had no limbs. He grows up to be a fisherman named Ebisu, which I don't, I don't know if you guys caught how I rectified that in that first issue. So Ebisu, Hiroko becomes Ebisu in Shinto lore. And he's the god of fish, being a fisherman, if you would. Um, and then again, Awashima was just kind of a deity that was born and never talked about. So he was like, okay, well, let's make them something, right? So we pulled heavily from the actual Shinto lore when it comes to Izanagi and Izanami, but we said, okay, now once we get past them, what is the ramifications of the birth of their children on the world? Of course, we see what happens with them, but what are the ramifications of their birth on the world and what are they going to bring to the table? Which you'll see more of as the story goes on, because the story is really about those two, but chapter zero, we wanted to lay the groundwork for, you know, what's it all throughout the world and who what what the line is that they're coming from. But uh, yeah, eventually it started in 2019. I was just like, you know what? We had a bunch of other stories ready, but this was the first one that we got an artist for. <laughs> oh, so, um, but How'd yeah. How'd you get an artist? Um, say again? How'd you get an artist? Fiverr, actually. Fiverr, cool, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Fiverr, we have met a lot of awesome people on Fiverr. Um, and in this particular artist, uh, I've talked to him numerous times about it. And he was just like, I, I said, you are definitely just the artist for this book. It's the same guy for all the issues. Um, and he said he used to look to these stories uh, of actually Izanagi, Izanami, the yokai, just the whole Shinto lore. And it was an inspiration for him. So I'm like, well, shoot. So he's really <laughs> invested awesome. in the story. And um, again, some of the names are very familiar, Naruto and other um, manga and anime. It's just like, these are popular deities that are re reduced down to eye techniques energy blast like no what who were these characters these these godlike beings and what if we saw the embodiment of them what did they bring to the table in the real world 
So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you found somebody who like knew what you were, what you were working yeah. with, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, did you go, um, did you know how you were going to end it at the beginning or what did you know how oh, you were yeah. going to start it and then try, try to I, get somewhere? I can get a, a very, I, I do write backwards. So I'll get the concept um, down. Like I want to tell a story about this. Okay. What happens at the end? get that down it's just like okay well i'll lead up to this and if there's any like minor changes like oh well let me I, oh i thought of a new character that's going to be incorporated in okay let's work in how they would fit but this general ending that's yeah so at the moment right now there's 42 issues planned um for this that's all just like main plot main everything but if there's something that kind of you know kind of works its way in oh let's get a slice of slice of life chapter in there whatever like that can be plopped in there but main story 42 issues ending is done you know who lives who dies you know all that everything is done i have every chapter uh a synopsis of every chapter outlined already um for most of these stories really but i obsess over these stories i'll just be sitting there just thinking constantly and looking stuff up it's just like all right (laughs) nice What, what is your writing process uh did you write scripts before you started comics or? Um, I, 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 mean, I was in IT, so I did a lot of knowledge-based articles. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but outside of that. Um, as a video game strip. Yeah. So the pandemic that I mentioned earlier, do you mind grabbing that binder just to show them really quick? Really quick for me. It, I think that's a yes. The binder is ridiculous. <laughs> it, okay. About, we got it copywritten in everything, and we just never. Oh, uh, man. So one one of these days, the plan is definitely to do that. Here we Yeah, there it is. There it is. Wow. The baby. wow. That's massive. Yeah. That's and a so, video game? Again, like, that thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So we have all the chapters laid out. We have like if you decide to go left instead of going right, we have like think the whole you guys played um Detroit Become Human. I'm no, not, but I know the I know the game. It's you know Heavy Rain, Keegan? Yes. Nope. Exactly. It's, uh, these are zombie games or something. <laughs> yes. But with zombie right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're scary. Um, okay. I <laughs> really I get scared. I I don't know what to say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Lord of mercy. But no, it's, yeah, so we haven't, I didn't do anything with it, but still, like, yeah, that's probably my first. I used to dabble in poetry a little bit too, but that's not nothing, you know, but prior to not really doing a lot of script writing. I I did have intense dreams though, and that's where okay. a lot of um, inspiration comes from, mm-hmm. right? So, like, just to be brief with it, um, yeah. when I go to sleep and go, I, I my favorite dream to, to reference is the shortest one. Got into a bar fight in my dream. The dude okay. knocked me out, but I woke up in real life, grabbed a drink of water. I was like, all right, that was a good hook. I go back to sleep, and now I'm getting up <laughs> in the same spot where I got knocked out at for round two. So that is always this kind of continuation until wow. this, whatever that scenario is, is over. And so, and I, and of course, obviously, I, I'm able to remember them. Um, and I'm like, well, some of it, well, I'll write it down, and that's a short story. Wow, that's amazing. So... Yeah. <laughs> Does that continue for days at a time or is that? Yes. yes. Um, wow. Or weeks. Like it'll be the same thing. Like you'll, 
and ones that the ones that actually suck is the ones where I go through an actual work day. And it's just <laughs> like because you do like I you know I um I was a customer experience manager at uh, at Chick Fil A for the app, and so I'm used to going through like the emails and stuff, and there's like familiar names, so I'll go to sleep. And I'll do that. And it's like, because I'm seeing the same names over and over, it's like, okay, it feels like a real work day. And then the alarm goes off. I'm like, no, no, I just did this. No. <laughs> it's like a really bad Inception movie. Yeah, that movie <laughs> spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, that's so interesting. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, cool. So you kind of had written a, a video game. Was it different writing the script for a comic book script or, um, or did, how did you learn like where to do that? Or do you have like kind of your own style? Uh, internet, just learning how to format it, but that's about it. I know oh, cool. I don't have any like formal training doing it or anything of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all yeah. I'm asking. Um, do yeah. you, what's your script look like? Is it like, uh, panel one, panel two, panel three? Yeah, um, I'm just now really doing breaking it down like that because, uh, thank God the 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 first guy that the the guy that does the unbeloved, I didn't have to say, hey, panel one, do this, panel two, do this. It's like he got exactly like I would break up where the um, I would say, here's the scene, okay. you know, there he's reaching for a spear, say, you know, da 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 da. Um, lady walks in the room, then the conversation starts. Izanagi says, Izanami says. But panel one, panel two, I didn't have to do any of that. Now oh. for this, the Tales from Midnight book, we did have to, I did have to start doing that because everybody doesn't work the same way as the guy that does the Unbeloved does. So I was like, okay, yeah. now I need to start learning some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's awesome. So the manga, the manga artists could just do it. That's yeah. so cool. That's really cool. So, were you guys yeah. back and forth or were you just like first time he sent to you you're like this is it i got it that's, you got yeah it? that okay. was yeah i mean he, he sent the first funny. page and i was just like oh wow He's he the crazy thing is so i had gotten character so i drew the character designs for ebisu hiroko and awashima <laughs> and um the guy that we were working with initially for to get the rest of the designs he he got busy and some stuff but um, then I was like, dang, I really want to start with this chapter zero to set the stage. I don't have designs for Izanagi and Izanami yet. And he was just like, I'll do it. I'll just, just, and, uh, don't, no extra charge. I got you. Drew it. Boom. Sends the first page. And I'm like, that's it. That's them. That's it. Keep going. <laughs> that's a good feeling. Yeah. That's a yeah, good feeling. So. Nice. And uh, so, um so this is your a manga, obviously your first mm -hmm. comic, and and this series is continuing as a manga. Is yes. that yeah? Okay. Why How many pages are those? I'm just wondering. Uh, Fifty five each. Okay. Um, and my hope is, of course, to eventually get to where we start doing the actual traditional volume style, like they do. Yeah. Um, where it's like you know two hundred plus pages in there and stuff, which right with multiple chapters and stuff in there but of course just starting out yeah ain't had yeah. didn't have the money to do 200 yeah. pages and no. you know <laughs> so um just why with manga over comic books out of curiosity like why why did you choose to go manga instead of comic books um we we just happened to find the manga artist faster than the comic artist <laughs> oh that's a good reason. Oh, okay. um Wait, did yeah, it fit the story better or... say again yeah. did it fit the so, story better yeah, um, well, because this, um, because that, The Unbeloved, of course, is taking place in Japan. We wanted to have the manga style specifically for that. 
Yeah. Right. And then, of course, since t- well, when Tales from Midnight, everything's taking place or most of it's taking place over here. Mm-hmm. So we styled it in the traditional Western style comics. So that was the mindset. Cool. Uh, for that. We are going to have another manga series. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it. You were going to draw the other manga series and you decided yeah. to switch it over to, to a traditional, com- comic. traditional comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Um, I have a question. This is a yeah. like a very problematic and dumb question. Why does your snake have multiple heads? So in uh, so Orochimaru, right, yes. is based on based on a deity in Shinto religion, and he actually had seven heads. Okay. That's yeah. So remember I, when when he fought Sasuke versus Itachi? Yes. That's so they pulled from the real version of Orochi in that scene. Okay. And that so that's sense. what he really looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's their Cerberus, you know, Cerberus yeah. headed dog. Mm-hmm. So that's Orochi, the seven headed. Ah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Again, oh, I cool. I hate to say this, I was an East Asian history major, and I spent most of my time in Edo, Japan, when I was studying. So okay, not, so like you're not in Edo, Japan, but that's where I studied most in college. So like, and my history professor actually wrote most of his stuff on Shinto. So okay, I probably should know this better. Hey, fact check us, please, if you see something, because I need <laughs> yo. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Gerald Pigal, he's a Vanderbilt University professor, and he wrote his dissertation on uh, ghosts and Shinto. Yes. Okay. And we're going to be, yeah, we're pulling heavy from that stuff, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I recognize a lot of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that stuff, too. I forgot, like, I just remember, I was like, why is that snake seven heads? I'm like, Hydra, or whatever. So I was thinking more, but, <laughs> but, yeah. So, page 17, uh, in this has like the uh full color spread with a coming soon what is that um what is that yeah oh this page right here let's see no 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 no. um sort of like a guy with a mask puppet master oh yes i'm looking on the screen so she's one of the characters that's in uh tales from midnight oh cool okay yeah, and so yeah, so what in this? There's four different stories going to be all wrapped up in this one book, and her story is one of them. That's Admani. She just stepped off to deal with the kids really quick, but okay. that's a character that she's writing. I actually have no hands on. Actually, that's her character. Wow. Um, she does have um, fire powers, um, but the story for her is going to be more. She's terrified of the powers. I'll let her kind of expound on that a little bit more, but it's more of a. Um, Nope, she's back. Hold on. I'll let her explain it then. Apologies, children. Yeah, children stuff. All right. They were asking about Imani because they saw the coming soon page. And, uh, yeah, it's um, a good time to transition. Yeah. To... yeah. So I think I heard most of what he said. Essentially, Imani um, has powers, but she doesn't want to use them because of what happened. She had a traumatic experience. And so it kind of focuses more on her mentally than mm-hmm. really her powers. And of course, we'll get through like that first arc and she'll grow and eventually we'll get to see more of her actually being able to use them more. But like in the first, technically second issue, mm-hmm. since these are issue one in Tales from Midnight, um, the Tales from Midnight issue one is future. So we'll see her in the future and then we'll come back to the next issue and see her like from jump, 17 years old, struggling has these powers she's afraid of, doesn't know what to do. And then it goes into a mental health slash detective comic, almost. She has to solve 
of mystery, essentially, of something going on in her hometown. Nice. So, so talk to us about Midnight Comics or Tales from Midnight Comics, right? Is that is that Tales the name? Mm-hmm. Okay, Tales from Midnight. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I have a follow-up question about that picture. Um, is the, okay. I assume the person in the background is the villain. Uh, forgive me. Not. If I'm not... No, he's not. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no, because he is so... You're not really going to see him much of him. Yeah. He's like the, like, if you see how he it is in the picture? He's like, he's like the man. puppeteer or the yeah. boogeyman working in the shadows. Yeah. Okay. Um, you'll see him more in um, future hmm, issues. How to say? In history. There you go. You'll see more in his story. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, more of a voodoo guy, and so instead of it being a mask, how his powers. Mm, I can get the backstory for his powers. So, um, so he was a kid, kind of in the last leg when voodoo was very prominent down in Louisiana, what have you. And what ends up happening to him is he gets seduced by. Uh, uh, a Soyukan or a Lugaru, if you would. So the whole history behind that is if they drain your blood, obviously you die. But in some off chance that you don't die, you also become one of them. But between his voodoo, dark magic, he would, and the Lugaru abilities, what happens is when he activates his power, instead of having to paint the skull and stuff on or any stuff, those those markings uh, appear with a, a blue hue the same way a Luguru wouldn't. A Luguru or Soyukan is basically a French vampire werewolf hybrid thingy. So, yeah. So he gets the strength of it without transforming into a werewolf or anything of that nature. Um, but it allows him to dabble in some blood magic, some voodoo uh, techniques, or more so in his voodoo techniques um, than he was previously. But he, he's going to be a very, uh, very interesting character. No spoilers, right? But very, very... Uh, integral character to some, uh, to this story. Yeah, just the way it was done. Okay, cool. That was my question too. Was, the answer to both of them was, I know he was voodoo based and you said he was, so thank you. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so again, as you transition more into that, so are the four stories connected? Like, are, are they just, do they share a world? Or are they, or just no, they, separate? Uh, four detached uh, stories, yeah. Cool. Uh-oh, you froze. Yeah, you did. did. Yeah, you yeah. did. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah, you're back. Okay, I'm back. But yeah, all four of them are detached four, stories. Yeah. Um, we call it the uh, we call it the anthology comic with four separate stories. Yeah. Showcasing our roster, our four of the characters from our roster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what's what's your roster? Ooh. ooh. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a decent list. Um, okay. But in in Tales from Midnight. I almost, I, I'm glad I called it. I almost rambled. I almost started a whole t- uh, tangent. I'm, I'm up for rambles, you know? Yeah, go okay. for it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, all right. Let me, hold on. Oh, he's so ready. <laughs> <laughs> he's so ready. So, all right. So we He's have like, a- he's rolling up his sleeves here. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> right. All right. Here we go. Loosen up. Yep. Story so, time. <laughs> story time. Um, so we have several different stories. So we have a story, we're working, gosh, we're working on like nine, 10 different stories at the same time. Um, we just write it as we go, like, you know, just when you get the inspiration for one of them, it's like, all right, this is the focus now, but round it back around. So we have a story called The Last Day. That's not currently in Tales from Midnight. That'll be in Tales from Midnight 2 sometime next year. Um, it'll include, again, The Last Day will include some characters named Ali, uh, Asima, Iabani, and Taro. 
Um, this story, the nice, the easiest way I could say this without spoiling anything is it's a loose retelling of the Gilgamesh story. Okay. I'll say it like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so the, again, the great thing is you can look at those stories. So again, kind of like the unbeloved, you can look at Shinto lore and you can yeah. be like, okay, I see where you got each one of these things from, but I can also see the difference. Right. right. So okay. like you get to, you know, towards the end where everything that's going on with Izanami and stuff, you're like, it didn't quite happen that way, but I see the connecting tissue, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm coming I, I'm coming back around because I had the list in front of me. <laughs> um in front of me. Um uh, uh 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 so there's this character, the blue morpho who is going to be he says it's okay to ramble. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> In Tales from Midnight, I'll, like you said, let's start there. Start from Tales from Midnight. So the Blue Morpho is one of our stories, but what we decided to do to start that off, the prologue to her story, um, is we decided to use the Butterfly, who's the first Black superheroine ever made. And she got two issues and ended up in public domain obscurity. And we said, you know what? We can use that. Wait, wait, wait. Talk more about this. Uh, yeah. When yeah. when was that published? <laughs> In the 70s. In the 70s, it was okay. A comic that came out in the 70s. And here, we, we actually picked it up. We bought it off Amazon. We was like, you know oh, what? Nice. Let's, let's learn more about it. And um, yeah, she came out in the 70s. Um, and in her universe, there's a um, character's Hellrider and uh, the Wild Bunch. The guy that did Hellrider actually went on eventually to do Ghost Rider. Right. Okay. Yeah. And wow. so, but yeah, they're so much like them. So like the first Blue Beetle, not Ted Cord, but the guy before him. He's public domain, so tomorrow Keegan can be like, "Hey, yo, I, I'm making a new Blue Beetle story." That's nice. That I had no like any comics heroes that like actually really became public cool. domain just because people usually yeah. buy tooth and nail to keep it, or they'll just buy it up. I mean, yeah. they yeah. The, the Pope there, the Blue Beetle is public domain. So, but if they want to use the name of that, the first one that is public domain, they can't. Wow, cool. Yeah. And so kind of like like characters like Thor and stuff, right? There's Marvel's Thor, but then there's Thor. Like you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor. So they <laughs> fall under, unfortunately, characters like her and several others just fall into that that public domain space where literally anybody could be like, I right. and we met a guy at Atlanta Comic Con who's also using the butterfly um oh. as a character mm -hmm. in his universe too. And it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like you we can never be like, Hey, that's ours, much like Marvel can't say, Hey, Thor's ours. No, not yeah. really. But you have a version of him that wow. is yours. Right. No one can use Marvel's Thor, but we can still use Thor. Right. And so what we wanted to do, um, and it actually sets us apart from the other person that's using it, um, whereas they have an alternate universe of events that kind of happens, what we wanted to do is continue in the prologue. So like you could read, you could buy this off of Amazon, read these two issues, and then pick up the prologue of the Blue Morpho inside of Tales from Midnight and go, Oh, I see what you're referencing, right? Oh, nice. So, but that, nice. what helps for us is like, oh, there's a whole history now that you can research and look up for these characters, although this is still our first book, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we did, because uh, eventually, the, so our character, sorry, dear. <laughs> so the chick right here is actually <laughs> the daughter that our story is mostly going to follow. But okay. there's her, our design for the butterfly. Wow. So, different, but it's That's still going to be so interesting. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to be like, okay, keep that history intact. Go back and read that book. 
we're going to end the butterflies story in the prologue and continue with our character but the universe of possibilities that has been kickstarted by the butterfly can continue and in and new adventures can come about through our story of her daughter because her daughter again is not a character in in her book so she's, her, a- she's our character but we just made this old public domain character the mother so that there's some history and we can keep that intact and hopefully build interest for people to go back and look at some of these old comics that were out. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Anything to get that out would be awesome. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's it's pretty good. And again, it was only two issues. I think each one of them were only 11 pages or so. Yeah. Um, and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, there, she's more of a, um, Street level crime fighter. She's almost like the Batman in the in the out of the four characters that are here. Um, hand to hand fighter. She doesn't have any um, special powers or anything like that. Again, she's got uh, gadgets or what have you. Her she's good daughter, at making costumes, obviously. <laughs> right, angry to making costumes. Um, but uh, yeah, so again, we we follow the butterfly in this prologue, uh, and her daughter is just a young girl at the time. But yes. um, when we come out with the next issue. We'll have her. Um, we'll start her off as a teenager and follow, you know, kind of what's going on uh, from She's there. Also the Batman-esque character. Yeah, and yeah, she takes after gymnast. her mother and becomes the uh, a Batman-esque yeah. character. Right, gymnast. So got a little uh, uh, Dick Grayson in there. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so that's that. So the the first the the issue that you get of the Blue Morph when there is called End of an Era, which is the ending of the Butterfly and then the transition into our story uh, for the Blue Morpho. And we even decided to go with a. Um, let me see this one more time. I'm sorry. Might even say we a even, cocoon. We even decided to go with a. Um, well, here's the cover for it on the inside, right? <laughs> so we kept her in black and white in her traditional outfit. Oh, um, nice. Oh, nice. You know, again, showing showing this, right? Her story yeah. was in black and white, um, and then of course her daughter, our character, in color, right, with the little uh, butterfly on the back. Her name's Yara Michaels. Or uh, the mother's name is Marianne, but and we kept this in black and white too, so. Trying wow. to keep it as close. Oh, that's really right. cool. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, are, each, are each of these issues like the full like normal comic book length? Or are they shorter? Like to, to um, they're they're um yeah, so no, they're not the 26 pages uh for each one. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um they are a little bit shorter. They're about half. About half, half what a normal except for the gray. Except for the gray. Half what a normal comic book. Yeah. All in one book. But when they come out with their individual um, stories and stuff, yeah, those will all be the traditional. This is more of an introduction. Right. This book is more of an introduction into the roster, what they're about to be doing. Kind of like the chapter zero for Unbeloved that I said. It's, it's, yeah, same thing. It's like we're laying the groundwork for where the rest of the story is going to be going. Are they going to continue as like combine the one or are they going to do one? Like each one no, 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 each one they're going to have their own line uh, of comics. So Blue Morpho will have her own 26-page issues. That'll be a running series. Soul, who's the next one um, uh, that we'll talk about, he's going to have his own and so on and so forth. Oh, and, and Admani, the one that we had the coming soon tour thing. So all of them will have their own lines, but we figured this would be a good opportunity to just, just put them all in one thing so you can see what we have initially coming out. And whichever one, uh, and, and kind of the hope, I think is whichever one gets the best reception, that's kind of the one that we'll really first push and start with. But much like the Unbeloved, um, we have each chapter, a synopsis for those done, 
Um, I think Soul, we have five issues done. Uh, the Gray, we've got three issues done. Um, uh, Blue Morpho, we have two. technically two issues done. And at Monty, we also have five issues done. So we're, you know, we're, we're, it's just about getting the artists and, and moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Very Particularly. specific things as what comes to your attention hard. Yeah. What do you mean by uh, that? Um, I'm very because of Edmani and everything that's in it and that it, how she relates to me because Edmani is more based off of me. Okay. And so as a black woman, I just really want a black woman artist on this one. Yeah. Like the, this one sense. in particular, like the rest of them, whoever. But just this one in particular, I just really want a black woman. It's your and, it's your baby to use a metaphorical term, yeah. but you care about your baby and you want like. Unfortunately, in the art world, when it comes to sequential art, apparently we're unicorns because I can't find. <laughs> so yeah. there's no, there's nothing to say about that. It's just that yeah. it's not a good thing. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm and sure it's someone when the time is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The next person, the next character that's in Tales from Midnight is Soul. Um, and uh, I'll show you. Oh, yeah, she's got it. Um, so he, uh, and I, I'm assuming you'll, you'll start to see a theme, right? So he gets his powers from uh, the Egyptian deities Amon-Ra, right? So, of course, they initially were two separate Egyptian deities. In this case, they're going to be fused, fighting against um, uh, what's called the embodiment of chaos. His name is Isfet. Not going to get into that. That'll be the next issue. But essentially, one way or another, um, is, their essence and abilities and physiology, if you would, his, where he gets a lot of his strength and stuff from, uh, they end up in him. Not their mind, just their ability. Um, so bring back that whole, you know, those greater beings. Greater, right. Those larger life beings. How does that look if it manifests in somebody today? Right? Oh, yeah. um, but again, without having the knowledge of being able to utilize the abilities, how could he tap into the power of these gods? Right. So how do you how do you rectify? OK, well, shoot, I can <laughs> I could literally gather energy from the sun and redirect it and incinerate something like that. Do I should I be a hero with that? <laughs> like, what do I do with this? Um, so that's that's kind of what's going to be going on, with him, which he's not going to be stuck on what to do with his power, stuff like that, like Admani is. But those are some of the things that I guess we both kind of like explore where it's just like, all right, I got these powers. Um, do I want them? Do I care about them? Am I the traditional good guy with them? Those are kind of a lot of the stories. And this, am I going to do anything with them? Um, he has more of a, call, a, a faster call to action that will make itself known um, in the book, but uh, the, faster than Admani. Uh, but yeah, much faster. But you'll see in the initial issue, he has some familiar, some run-ins with some of the monsters that he'll be fighting. So you'll be seeing a lot of Egyptian lore with that one so there'll be he'll be facing off in the first one uh one of the uh soul devourers from egyptian lore uh so it's like okay now you're dabbling with the flow of life and death right like okay you're stopping the soul devourers from doing their job which isn't necessarily inherently a bad thing you (laughs) okay you're stopping death from its normal process (laughs) which you know and so all the deities that come in, in line with that all right rambling too much giving what giving stuff away <laughs> no, 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 about too much <laughs> yeah maybe getting, okay. maybe I, getting I, I expected like that it would be odd choice like well our main character has stuff from egypt but then we're just gonna stop with that like they're just facing like you know normal villains like 
bank robbers or whatever like it would be, <laughs> uh, it'd be an odd word like choice like i we assume that like you would have inspiration from the rest for egyptian gods yes. as well. and it's like okay oh my gosh we see a soul devourer picking up a kid or something you're like uh excuse me <laughs> what is that so yeah so like these monsters and stuff from these different lords and stuff we're going to start seeing this in soul you'll start seeing that pop up more um Next up is the Gray. She's my personal favorite character. She is a uh, physicist. She's our Tony Stark. She's our, yeah, she'll be our Tony okay. Stark. She's a uh, physicist, and she's managed to create these. Um, oh, no, there's one right there. You want to grab that one? You want the cover? Okay. So there's is this, right? So Yeah, sitting there working. Um, so she has these uh, gauntlets, right? So she, what she's done, you remember that scare some years ago, right? about the uh, Hadron Collider. It's like, oh no, it's gonna create these black holes, we're gonna destroy the planet, ah, all the conspiracy yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Now, imagine if she, if you were able to actually create that and harness that power, but what they were trying to do, right? But imagine there wasn't as big of a scare, we actually figured out how to harness the powers of a black hole in a contained unit, right? So what she figured out um, is how to do that. So she made these miniature particle accelerators that she, she wears on her wrist. And upon activating it, inside it creates a miniature black hole that can create energy. And of course, controlled bringing in some uh, uh, energy from it to continue powering it, right? Um, but, you know, she's like, oh, all the good we can do with this, right? There's a, um, yeah. um, the effects for the blast that we'll have her do um, is based on, there was an accident back in the 60s or 70s. Uh, in Russia, this guy, uh, they were cleaning a particle accelerator, essentially, and uh, he stuck his head in it trying to clean it out. <laughs> it, it turned off. Oh, <laughs> no. It got blasted in the face by all the, ra the rays from it. Uh, wow. Basically, with a photon beam, hit him right in the face. Um, he does, he survived. He suffered from seizures and stuff. But one side of his face didn't really age as fast. Like, it was just, like, minor radiation stuff they dealt with, but it was nothing terrible, right? He lived past it. But it's like, oh, okay, well, if you calibrate these things, right, it could be a non-lethal way of subduing a bad guy, right? Okay, I could just use it to blast you backward, like a repulsor ray or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I can I can blow something up with it, or I can, you know, send you backwards into a trash can or something with it, right? Or de-age so you. Yeah. Or yeah, right, or de-age you, right? But the same, the same right, the same lasers that it generates, though, um, is what we use to like remove tumors and stuff today. Okay. Right. So it's like she's thinking, oh, man, all the good we can do in the world with this. Right. Um, medical purposes, you know, environmental and stuff. But the first thing that we get into is like, let's weaponize it, daggummit. And so the company that she's working for is like, yeah, let's do that. And she's like, "Uh oh, I could literally bring about the end of the solar system if, if somebody screws up with this. I have to remove my data, my research and figure out who has it um by doing what i don't want them to do with it and use it as a weapon <laughs> um so we that's have to steal the decoration of independence to prevent them from stealing the decoration <laughs> of independence exactly, exactly eric's favorite movie, yep. favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie <laughs> yeah it's one of the only one the only thing sean bean is in that he doesn't die in. like let's yeah. go <laughs> nice. that and like one other thing Right. Because Sean Bean's in it. Sean Bean's in it. He's dang there. It's inevitable he's going to die. That's the absolute point. He was completely miscast <laughs> as Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. I'm like, you already gave away what's going to happen to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
It's over. Oh, Sean so means in it? Oh, he dead. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I already read the books, so I knew what was going to happen. But even before that, I'm like, that's horrible. Like, that's pointless. Why would you cast him? They already gave me answer. <laughs> right. You cast him. Spoiler alert. He's dead. Like, you cast Sean B at this point, you need to subvert expectations. Right. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, the last character we talked about already was her character, Admani. <laughs> And then, yeah, so that's, that's, those four characters are our initial, um, uh, roster. Yeah. Tales from, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Tales from Midnight 2 will have our, the, some more of the roster. Um, uh, again, so the last day will be in there. Another story we're working on called Dogma, uh, will be in there. And then Raven's Omen will be in there. Um, which, yeah, that's something that me and my dad actually have been off and on working on for some time. Um, as a character idea he had, and it was just like, well, let's make, let's make something happen. So basically, his character is a uh, raven mocker from native uh, indigenous uh, folklore uh, in history. Basically, uh, it was this really feared thing that usually old people or people that were sick were scared of. What happened is this raven mocker fed off those energies. It would basically rip their heart out without even leaving a, a scar or any mess. Eat that to take the rest of their vitality and kind of dip out. Um, so we were just like, okay, well, what if, you know, instead of just limiting it to them dealing with, oh, old people, sick people and stuff like that, what if this guy, you know, also Batman, what if he was going going after, <laughs> you know, he, I vengeance, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if he's going after the bad guys? It's just like, okay, well, I need this to live. You're a bad guy. This is how I rectify killing people to survive. Yeah. Right. So, what does he look like to the public eye? Because, nope, not going to say that part. How does that look like to the public? A, a mass murders, but I'm a good guy. We'll be exploring <laughs> that. <laughs> um, nice. Dogma is going to be following. Um, so, of course, again, you've been seeing the lore, the religious stuff. So, this one is following uh, our interpretation of Christians. Ooh. Right. So, um, <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it's, man, it's good. So, uh, it's oh man, it's good. So we'll we'll even. Uh, hmm. How to say? Uh, I'm trying not to spoil. Yeah, don't spoil. Um, yeah. Everybody has their own power because again, in like Christianity, everybody has their gifts, right? So the abilities and the degree in which they're able to use the abilities will vary on their faith. Okay. And so yeah, there we go. That's a nice way of saying it. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to read any of these. Man. Yeah, I will say, I guess this will be spoiled. Uh, the first one that you'll see, the first enemy that they face is Legion. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so if you if you know uh, your Bible history, anything like that, or, who, or what that is. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And then, yeah, nope, I almost did it. Don't do there it. There we go. <laughs> Boom. All right. Said Dogma. We said uh, Raven's Omen. And then the other one is The Last Day. In which oh, those characters, um, I'm supposed to be drawing that one. Pray for me. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think I, I, I started to say that it's going to be kind of a retelling of the Gilgamesh story. But there's still more to it, of course, obviously. But that's the generalization. But in the issue that we're... Well, I'll talk about the characters with their powers. Essentially, they receive these this power um, 
to defend themselves. Uh, one young lady, she is, uh, it starts off with them in high school and then eventually, and we don't, I don't feel like we stay in. We don't the, have, well, first off, we don't have a lot of characters who are in high school under 18. Right. And the characters we do have in Monty and the last day characters, it's pretty much for like an arc and then. And then everybody's grown. <laughs> but um, starting there, like she has these aspirations to be a bodybuilder, right? And um, she's doing all this stuff, but some tragic events happen, unfortunate circumstances that are pivotal to the story happen. And what ends up happening is she's given this uh, enchanted weapon, uh, which we call the Sword of Cachexia, right? I think I'm pronouncing that right. Cachexia, there we go. Uh, and basically what happens is when they're fighting these beings and monsters and stuff, right? Um, when she slices one, it, it siphons their energy. It causes muscle dystrophy to the enemy that she's facing. And it adds to her own strength and body as almost a steroid. Wow. Right. So, all right. What happens if she decides not to do that? What happens when you come off steroids? <laughs> right. And so you're just you're just pumping steroids into your body as you're fighting against these uh, the, the, this enemy that you're going against through the course of your story. What happens when you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to a normal life. Can you, though? Now you're kind of stuck and either do this or lose your entire hope and dream of becoming this bodybuilder, becoming, you know, your career aspiration. So it's, this story will really be focused on power with a cause. Okay. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. yeah. That sounds um, awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when can people expect these, uh, the, uh, the first issue and the second issue? Do you know, like, have a final yeah. date? Yeah. The Tales from Midnight 1 will be officially out November 1st. Um, Pre-orders are happening now um for that midnightcomics.org of course and um yeah so that's uh yeah so that's this year november 1st and the next couple weeks here tales from midnight 2 i'm projecting about the same time next year um but uh we also have the next issue of the unbeloved dropping in january um so we'll start pre-orders and all that stuff for that soon um Soul is actually going to be um, teaming up with some other indie characters um, coming up here uh, soon. I believe that's going to be dropping some point next year as well. It's called the, um, we're working with this guy, Vince White. Uh, he has a, a, a universe or, uh, called the Powerverse. And his hope is basically to bring together um, indie characters under just the umbrella of indie. Right, because us separately, we're not going to match the DCs and the Marvels. But if we all kind of band together under the umbrella of indie, right? And so now there's always a constant flow of content and stuff. And then you have events with all of them popping up, hence his Powerverse uh, super team that he's doing right now. You're like, oh, I recognize this character. Oh, I've seen this. Well, what, where, where else can I see Soul at? Oh, we'll pick up Tales from Midnight. Oh, okay, cool. What about this other character This from this other creator over here? There's always a slew of comics in this rabbit hole of indie comics that you can go to. So, um, and we make sure we keep everybody updated on everything on yes, our mailing list. On the mailing list. What we have coming out, whether it be the super team, mm -hmm. whether an event we're going to, like we make sure we send out a monthly newsletter and then we occasionally send out other stuff yeah. on the newsletter. So. Oh, cool. How do people but, sign uh, up? I oh, just yeah. go to the website and scroll down and sign up for a mailing list. You should say subscribe at the bottom of the site, um, and then you just drop your email. Nice, nice. So far, we've been consistent at the very least with the monthly newsletter. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that because it's planned to be a, a three-part uh, series in which he's already halfway through the. Uh, we're five pages away from the second issue being completed. 
and I'm I'm uh, if I remember correctly, he's trying to release all three of them at the same time. Uh, so you're getting the power. It's called the Powers That Be Super Team, and issues one, two, and three. I'm assuming is coming out all at the same time. Uh, can, hold on, where is that? Uh, um, I will show a picture. I will show the cover picture <laughs> really quick. Uh, da 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 da. It, it's so man. It's so awesome. So the great thing is, because I'm I'm so glad we were able to get uh. Uh, Tales from Midnight done because as Souls issue one ends, the powers that be super team starts. So you literally see Soul. You turn the page, the last page on on Soul. You pick that book up. Boom! You're continuing right from there. Nice. Um, here we go. I don't know if you guys can see that all that well. We can see it. But all of those all those characters are all from different indie creators. Soul is on the right here on this side of it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. What's that called again? Just say the powers that be super team. Powers that be super team. Mm -hmm. um, nice. And yeah, you, you can you can look up Vince White or uh, Powerverse on Facebook or Vinny Tunes on Instagram, um, and he has all that stuff on there. So I I really um, like the idea of just kind of banding together with all these indie creators and that and keeping your universes intact. Yeah. Right. Like none of this is going to affect any storyline that you the way that he's writing this is amazing like it's not going to affect anybody's canon anybody's storylines it's it's i ain't gonna spoil it it's it's <laughs> brilliant <laughs> oh, that's great that's great it's, awesome. it's almost so, like an avengers yeah. version of yeah indie, yeah. But it, yeah nice how did you get involved in that um man luck uh <laughs> so let i got I, yeah so he how i ran into him he does these uh oh is my blue binder right there on the right <laughs> you left? Yeah, okay so he had an indiegogo going and uh, i just happened to see it. i i think we was in the same group or something and basically he's creating the he has this the indie deck right so it's trading cards of all these various indie characters oh, right? okay yeah. so we bought in, we bought in ah, and we got I four see. of our characters in this deck. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. so this ended up being 69 cards, right, of just various indie characters. I was like, oh. Did, did he draw them or, like, who drew he that? He drew all of them. He drew oh, okay. all of them. He had somebody else color it, but he drew all of them. Wow. And um, when you, um, yeah, you buy it. He's doing another one right now. The This is the silver edition. He's got the fire edition going on now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, you get to, and what you do is you, you know, you get to see the backstory for each of the characters, um, the power levels, if you would. So he has, uh, uh, when you're doing your little Google form, explaining the characters, he has this kind of, can they move planets, skyscrapers? Can they take gunshots or can they survive entropy? Right. Like they, you know, gauging the powers and stuff. Um, so it has a stats list on the back, asks what the first appearance of the character is like, oh, okay. Oh, Soul Issue <laughs> 1 is his first appearance? Okay, cool. Or Tales from Midnight is the first appearance? Bam. Who nice. made it? And instead of getting the company name, he gets the person's name, right? Because cool, that can change cool. hands, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, Lloyd and Natasha made this. Natasha made Edmondi. Lloyd made so, so on and so forth. Um, and so now it's like, oh, you can go and look these people up. Okay, what do they have going on? Let me see more of their characters. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And it's great because we have so many characters with A names that we, like, Pretty much put it. <laughs> yeah, that first page is like boom. So, so everyone rename your characters. 
Like, uh, oh, who was that? All Midnight Comics. What's up? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. So that's how we met him. Just happened to back one of the campaigns, and it was just like, yo, you do good work. And then he had this sale on his uh, uh, doing comic covers. I think he charged like $20 for comic book covers. I was like, oh, so say less. So these initial, <laughs> this, this he did, uh, the cover for Soul. He did all the all the interior covers. Oh he my did. god! Twenty dollars. Yeah. Also <laughs> did the um the title cards. He does he those were twenty five dollars a pop. I'm like so yeah. This he did that all the yeah. yeah. I was like set it up man. You got this. That's a great rate. <laughs> yeah, that's a great rate. So um. But then after these frequent yeah he did all yeah he we redid our um logo. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, so after all these interactions with him, he's just like, so, you know, question for you. Let me get your honest opinion. What would you think if I tried to do a super team with all these indie creators? I'm like, well, I don't know what they're going to say, but we in. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, from there, that kind of that relationship kind of grew. And um, here we are. That's a cool thing about indie yeah. creators, I think, too, is that, like, we're more likely to share ideas, mm -hmm. right? Um Whereas like everything maybe in the bigs are like copyright protection and yeah that's my you know that's my money maker you know and unfortunately like you do run in, you do run into some of that with this because there's you know there's a lot of people that's like oh well you know I don't want to you know and of course I'm like oh I don't want to spoil nothing but right. you'll you'll have the other side of the coin where people will be like nah I don't want to tell you none of that because you're gonna steal my idea it's like what like yeah, I know like yeah. <laughs> The amount you of know, energy we, it takes to steal someone's idea. Right. <laughs> you just ran like, us through a, a million ideas. And I have no, I, I love all those ideas. Could I write all those ideas? Yes. Do <laughs> I have any energy to do any of that? Right. Hell no. No, I'd have to right. do all the research you did. I'd have to do all the character, you know, like I'd have to like come up with exactly. stories because you didn't tell me any stories. You just told me yeah. cool stuff, like a lot yeah. of cool right. stuff. Right. When you think about it, once it's written down, it's technically already protected. So right. Poor man's copyright. Right. Exactly. right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. okay, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't get me started on that argument. <laughs> so, uh oh. That, that ridiculousness. Yeah. We're, we're but, very much in the car in the, in the side of, Rising tides make all boats flow. Not the rising tides, I sink your ship. Right, right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, like if somebody took your your character and just made, if he went off and made like a hundred million dollars on Soul, you know, being mm -hmm. part of this team, I think you'd be kind of pissed off. Well, <laughs> that's the wonderful thing about it, though, because yeah. what when it's done, we all can sell it on our own individual sites. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. So like you all, all you all have like a joint yeah, yeah. ownership. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that's great. Um and it's it's crazy to me. Um I think you can in you can tell the difference of hmm, let me not say that. Here we go. I know <laughs> the difference I've only spent we we spend fifty dollars a month to get these pages done. Yeah. We've run into people that charge two hundred dollars a page, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, to me that like he's getting his at this price is amazing to me um because to get the uh, to get tales from midnight done it was 70 for artwork it was for color and um drawing was 70 plus dollars a page 
So yeah. you're telling me because in in the promise, right? It's fifty dollars a pay, uh, fifty not pay, fifty dollars a month. He's hoping to get an issue done every two months. Wow. What? Yeah. So a hundred dollars yeah. gets an issue with my character in it. Is what you're telling yeah. me? That's that's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that you be. can sell, right? That like right. Also, you can sell it on your that we site. Can turn yeah. and sell. That you, you can, can't yeah. beat that. Yeah, no. You can't beat that. The unbeloved, I think I think that was twelve hundred dollars total yeah. to get right. done. That's a lot. Yeah. So you're telling me a hundred dollars and I'm <laughs> I'll pay for the year. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me pay for the year. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's uh, that's absolutely amazing. So um and then to turn around and be able to be like, Oh, I'm selling it on my website. Here you go. If we want to go and get print versions, that's on us. But digital, it's available. Boom, it's done. Here, buy it. What price are we agreeing on, guys? Here, um, so we don't, you know, undercut each other. But everything's on the same website. Call it a day. Yeah, you can't beat that, man. And more exposure for your character in case you don't. Come on, come on. Right. <laughs> so you guys still use fiber at all, or yeah. are you um, off? for? Um, well, yeah, that's our. Uh, only link to the guy for the unbeloved. Um, okay, cool. Fiverr. Um, we did have, we did try to get a um, some audio of some voiceovers on Fiverr as well for the characters in the unbeloved. Uh, but yeah, so we we still do use Fiverr. Um, the people that did Tales from Midnight, however, we met on Instagram, um, and of course Vince White we met on Facebook. But there, um, but yeah, we met them on Instagram. But occasionally, yeah, we do still use Fiverr for unbeloved. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, is it is it different working off Fiverr versus yes. on Fiverr? Is it like yeah? Because um, um, if I do Instagram, and here I am, I'm like, hey, because I I would much rather pay you and it be in the background, right? With Fiverr, I could do that. I could pay you if I don't get my stuff. The money was taken and held by Fiverr essentially, and if you don't provide the stuff to me a lot of time, I can take it back. Yeah, and get my money back. If I beat you on Instagram. I sent you somebody on PayPal or whatever. <laughs> you could disappear tomorrow and be like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. There goes my X amount of dollars. So right. Yeah, it's a big um, trust, trust leap, reputation. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so but we got lucky. <laughs> no horror yeah. stories here. Um so the people that we've worked with off Instagram have been uh, a true delight. Uh, Serge DeLima is the guy that uh, did the entire interior um, for Tales from Midnight. Um, we saw his work for some other indie guys that have uh, utilized his services. And we were like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. And at first we were gonna have different artists for each story. But once he started really working and getting into it, we was like, you're the guy, here's the rest. Go ahead and yeah. make it happen. <laughs> Um, when the actual character stories start, we, there are some specific artists that we want for some specific things. She touched on it for Admani. Um, but, but for this was fine. Just like he's going to be, when, if he's available, I want him to be the artist for Soul when he has the time to. Mm -hmm. um, but there'll probably be different art styles for other characters. But Instagram hasn't disappointed um, too terribly okay. with this artist and the colorist. The uh, next hope is to. Kind of try to go more local. Go local. That'll be, yeah, that'll be the next thing. Artists in the, in the, and around the mm -hmm. metro Atlanta area. Which we have for character designs. We've worked with some local um, uh, local folks. Uh, a gentleman by the name of CJ. Um, we met, we went to an event for the kids. We went to an event for the school system. For the school system. Yeah, because my mom. And he does. Um, for the school system. 
he acts and he does these um what's the company that they, they dress up as the characters uh oh, okay. superheroes and, and all that other stuff and um oh it's in there oh called mystical mystical parties, parties yeah and so we met him and then we started just kind of talking about comics and stuff um my mother-in-law brought up that we do comics he's like oh i draw and he was like well i need some character designs what's up you know and so yeah. you know paid him and he gave us some character designs so we want to we want to start kind of working in the community for any you know getting people in the community that's nearby and you know get some stuff out but also help build their portfolio out and stuff like that so but yeah <laughs> nice nice um where can everyone find you again uh midnightcomics.org midnightcomics.org um yes. all your comics are available there you can subscribe to them all that good stuff Yes. Yeah, subscribe cool. to our monthly newsletter or mm -hmm. to our newsletter at the bottom of the page. Find the pre-orders, find the manga that's already out, find preview chapters. Yeah, we have previews, previews for each of the for books. Each chapter mm -hmm. on there. See stuff about all the characters that we currently have stuff for. Almost all the characters we currently have stuff for. We yeah. need to update, add a few more on there. Mm -hmm. yeah. All the information yes. is right there. You also have a Twitch, Instagram, uh, Twitter, yeah. all that good stuff. YouTube. Um, YouTube. Everything is Midnight Comics. The only thing that's Midnight X Comics is Twitter and Instagram. And, okay. And, and the, the, the clock, the TikTok. Oh, and TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> Midnight okay. X Comics as well. Midnight X Comics. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, if you ever, sure. ever want to come back and talk about your, your upcoming projects, just let us know. They like us. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, I'm a little, I'm a little speechless because you spoke, you talk so much, and uh, it was all just really interesting. You know, yeah. like, like you. no, I don't want to interrupt this guy. He's like, uh, he's doing this thing. <laughs> this is like, I yeah. When I ask like how you have the time to come up with uh, like to write all this stuff and and you know, but. You're clearly just thinking constantly. Constantly. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you're even thinking when you're sleeping. We, we already went over that. Yeah. Right. Thinking while you're sleeping. Yeah. It never yeah. ends. It never ends. It never ends. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. I, we were sitting there just watching. We were watching YouTube or Netflix. And I was just like, I got it. And went through the whole thing of the last day. Like, chapter one, this happens. Da, 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 da. Chapter two is... The, and did the whole series. And she was just sitting there staring at me like, okay, but can we go to bed now, though? <laughs> like, can we go to bed? Can I go to bed? Because we need dreams. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Does I've he been awoken in the middle of the night by screams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't, you know when you fall in, when you're falling or whatever, and you hit the ground and you wake up, I don't wake up. So it's like, ah, boom, ah. Ooh. <laughs> and then she gets scared because I, I sound like I stopped breathing <laughs> or something. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you got to come back and at least talk about that. So, Lloyd, okay. uh, Natasha, thank you so much for coming on. Find this stuff so at midnightcomics.org. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Natasha 
and I want to say his name correct, Lloyd Jones. <laughs> yeah, breaking the uh, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Breaking uh, the fourth wall. So professional correct. and amazing. We have hosting. Practiced. We're sitting there hosting, practicing the names in the mirrors. We're just, <laughs> just going like Natasha and Lloyd Jones. Natasha yeah. and Lloyd Jones. You got this, boy. You got this. Yeah, and thank like, you to our guests. Uh, you guys were great. Uh, I learned Fantastic. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you learned a lot. You have a deep understanding of many different things. Um, you have a deep understanding is... of many different things. Yeah. Uh, our guests do. Our guests do. Our guests. Yeah, do. I would agree yeah, with that. I didn't. Do. I didn't think that yeah. you did. Oh no! I, I were saying no, that I, I you know... did. Oh no! I, I barely know how to speak English, let alone know <laughs> yeah. English plus something else. So let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, all the all the things that I learned from Lloyd I, and Natasha, I think, uh, drove out most of the things that I knew in general. <laughs> yeah, I only can have so many facts in my head. I forgot my social security number. <laughs> yeah, I have out. it. I have it though. If you need it. Okay. Just t- yeah. tell me afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I stole I stole your identity a while ago. Why is this not funny to you? Why is this not funny to you? Uh, Okay. Uh, Eric, have you read any Have you read any comics lately? I have read a comic lately. I read a comic called Liar by Rideshko, aka Dwayne Dory. Dwayne Dory. Dorsty, Doherty, Doherty, Doherty. <laughs> you're really, you're like, that's two for two right there. I got, no, <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two the for two. The thing we do best in this podcast is names, apparently. Yeah, we print, we spend hours on that. Who cares about reading comics or coming prepared with questions? It's the names that's doing. What I like to think is, Every time you mess up a name and correct it, people remember the correction better, right? Yeah. Because you've said it twice, technically. You've just said it incorrectly the first time. Uh, anyway, Dwayne Rideshko wrote a comic called Liar. We had him on the show last week. Uh, let's talk about it. First of all, what is uh, Liar about? Uh, so Laurie, Laurie, Liar is about um, a person that starts maggie who comes home one day oh this is a horror comic so be prepared for that and she comes home and she pretty much just lives a nightmare she finds uh something that was her father being replaced by this monster who's killed her mom who's killed her mother and then eventually kills her and that's just the basic premise of it not like a spoiler alert it just is how it happens just like all the horrors that she's going through and all this too so I think it's a little bit of a spoiler, what you but you just that's said. Fine. That's yeah. fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But what is liar? Liar. So liar, like I first was just thought was a monster, just something that just like took over her dad, like a parasite or whatever. But I wait after talking to uh, Rideshko and hearing what it was for him, it was a metaphor for like what he grew up because he said he grew up with an alcoholic father and liar was what his fear was or what he felt his dad turned into whenever he got drunk and so like to me i thought that was really interesting because like it went from this crazy man like who i thought was a monster to like this demon coming out of this man after he 
did what he did. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what is liar? I'm just that's rule of three, so I had to say it. Okay. Um so so uh what about the so does that kind of cover the story all the way? It, co- it covers the story of the entire thing. I, I, I read it too. I I sound like I didn't read it, but I, I read it too. I'm just uh I'm just uh in general, yeah. have we covered everything about the story? Yeah. Um I think we covered the major parts of it. I mean Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And it uh there's like some there's like a is there a part of this where it's like I thought there were a few pages where it's just Maggie that mm-hmm. I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, well, because it's weird because like I think like the most telling thing, this is kind of getting into the artwork and stuff like that. There is one part, there's one half where like, you see the world that the dad lives in, and you see the one half that's her room. And her room is like this beautiful, like almost like escape, like respite, like this own like private place for her to be safe. Yeah. And it's actually like really kind of like sweet. There's like stuff in there that like you can see that like they cared about that, like she was able to find safety and like she there's a box that says memories, there's a box, there's a little teddy bear, stuff like that. And then and it's like it goes from like joyful, and then when she leaves the safety of that room is when it becomes really scary and sad and everything. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. So that's what that was kind of like. She she was trying to go to her safe space, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out so well. Mm-hmm. Wait, why did she leave? Did she think it w- was over? Her, she heard her uh, mother screaming out for her. And so. But I thought um, the mother had died already. She didn't realize that she's hearing. And so she was saying, Maggie, mommy, need your help. Please help me. And so she comes, goes out to help her. And that's where it was liar pretending to be. Her mother was okay. one that got her out. Okay, so so I don't know if it's clear yet to you, but uh, just for your sake and my listeners' sake, I just want to point out that I'm not big on horror things. Yeah. Like I don't I'm watch a, many like purposefully horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, a huge foreign fan of horror either. Like it just like unless I'm, Ice Cube is in it, or um, you know, like what like horror gonna, films Ice Cube have? Wasn't he in Anaconda? That was not a horror film, though. Are you sure? It was pretty he was, scary. He was an Anaconda, but I don't think it was a horror film. I think it was more of an action thriller. I mean, it has Angelina Jolie's dad in it and Owen Wilson in it. Wait, it's not an actual... I no, mean, but I thought film. it was meant to be a horror film. No, I don't think it was meant to be a horror film. Oh, I googled it, and it says Anaconda is an American horror film series created by Hans Bauer, Jim Cash, and Jack Epps Jr. It is. It's oh. an adventure horror film. Fine, oh. it's a horror film. It's you know, it had a lot of famous. Had Jennifer Lopez, IQs, Ice Cube, John Voight. Um, yeah. So I went into it Jonathan thinking Hyde it was. And Owen Wilson. I thought it, it was had a comedy. A lot of famous people. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would be nothing like it was. <laughs> it ended up being very scary. So, I think uh, it was. I thought it was more like honestly a lot. Of, I thought it was funnier than it should have been, but okay. what do I know? I don't know. I don't know what you know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what sure. I know either. It's true too. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, I'm not huge on like straight up horror movies. Um, so, so when you explained that Maggie was confused and went to the sound of her mother, uh, that ma- that makes more sense to me now. Thank you. Yeah. 
Uh, why don't we talk about the art without talking about the inking or color? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about the art style? I thought it was good, especially for a horror film, a horror comic. Yeah. I mean, I thought that like it kind of like towed the line between um, Western and Eastern and kind of did like its own separate thing. So uh, the big thing I always do is like there's the um, in on page seven, there's the artwork of Maggie crying and facing the thing. And then there's like the unicorn in the background. It's a nice poster. I thought that was fantastic looking as well. So I thought it did a good solid job. I don't, again, not the best in the world, but it definitely did its basis. Like it didn't, it wasn't so good that it made it for me, but it wasn't so bad that I'm like, I can't read this. Yeah, there were actually a couple pages where the art was like blowing me away good, you know, like yeah. um, specifically, again, going back to that scene where she's confused and goes down the hallway when she shouldn't mm -hmm. be because her mom's already dead. What are you doing, yeah. little girl? Don't go down there. Don't go down there. Seriously, stop. <laughs> There's a reason Don't why you can't be logical in horror films, just like are you like are you scared of scary movies like f this call the cops Maggie says someone threaten me <laughs> uh-uh not going in there never mind uh -uh. Uh, let's go where so should we hide let's go hide where there's a bunch of chainsaws and sharp objects they'll never find us in there <laughs> so i don't know what happened on the that page or the the following page but like it seems a lot more detailed and yeah, it's a, yeah. i know there's like a film grain on top of it Mm -hmm. um and so maybe the effects made it look better or something something about um without moving into well my something about that page is much better than the other pages it might be the inking or colors or something but um but yeah i like that a lot better uh yeah and and as for the rest of the art i thought it was um I thought it was kind of in a manga style, actually. Do you don't you think like with a? I think the coloring might have been done in a Western style, which is why it looked weird. Yeah, but I think the art—if you just took the art and took away all the shadows and light—if you made like, it black and white, I could see it being more manga. You could like see it. it being manga, yeah, just straight up manga sort of. Yeah. Because well, I'm looking at like page 16 where um, the liar screams, you're a liar at the end. Yeah. And it's very uh, much a manga picture. I'm just looking at that right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it was done in manga. And then uh, we can go into the inking now. Like the inking is very strange. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that serves the the the, the, it it serves serves the horror the, part. The horror part. But like on on the same page on like page four um there's two panels where the inking is like crazy heavy on her hair and almost makes it look like blocks yeah. and there's yeah. one panel where like her hair is very light two panels where her hair is very light you know yeah um and and i think the inking there is terrible right but like yeah. if you go down again to those pages that i already mentioned 
yeah the the inking isn't there like there is no inking or or the yeah. color is better or something yeah it's it's like it's again it's very different it's like i do think the coloring on that one is much better yeah. i also think that like the coloring in her room i thought was fantastically done like is that too but like in the other ones like i think like they like had like it was almost like they had limited colors that they could use like they were like like we only got like these 13 watercolors or 13 colors we can't go more than that and so like the colors are very much like it doesn't like flow naturally it's like everything stands out super much so from each other yeah yeah i guess well i'm still talking inking i'm not quite to yeah. color oh but inking. uh yeah i just think the inking yeah was again, inconsistent the ink is, yeah it was inconsistent i actually agree with that too you're talking about inking and, yeah yeah, and I think specifically her hair was di distracted me a little bit. It depends, like which one of the two. Like sometimes the hair goes like from very blonde to almost brunette blonde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when it's blonde, it's the the black lines are way too heavy. And I don't know if that was like because the program they like enlarged and shrunk the character. You know, because sometimes. That'll mess up the lines. Anyway, uh, let's move on to color then. Uh, what do you think of the color? Uh, again, depends what on which ones. Like the ones that you were complaining about the inking. I also don't like the coloring in that one either. But like the other ones, like the other parts, I thought the coloring was fantastic. Uh, again, like I really thought like her bedroom coloring, I thought was was really really well done. Like just like like the, the parts where like the lights are out, the parts where the lights are on. Um, I thought uh, the entire bedroom scene was just fantastically done. And then I thought it also continued to be very good, especially like, with her walking towards the liar and all that stuff. And I thought it ended with good coloring as well. But when you go up to the very top, the part where she first enters, and even like the first couple, like it, even like the, like the showing of the house, I thought was not very good coloring. I can say like maybe color the coloring is okay but like what the issue is the highlights and shadows yeah. so if you look at that first panel where she's entering the house the house is drawn well she's drawn well the inking on the drapes and and couch is kind of weird but i can let that go but like the shadow from the coat hanger and her go in different directions and like yeah. And and not in a good way. Like if it's the door's the light yeah. source, that shadow from the coat hanger should be coming, you know, the out same. from the door, yeah. you know, away yeah. from the door. So like uh, and and in other parts of the, the comic too, the, the shadows are just overwhelming and a little distracting. So mm -hmm. uh on yeah, on the, the rest of the color is kind of interesting. She's in pink and like like, I think it really, mm -hmm. you know, I think the colors really actually serve the horror. Yeah, it serves a horror. Yeah. It's, it serves the horror style, style very well. Yeah. And and the effects in this comic are fantastic. Like, the lights and the, the film grain and, like, some of the, yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's uh, so the je ne sais quoi. The je ne sais quoi. Um, the je ne sais quoi for me was like just like honestly like I'm not gonna lie to you like and to you or to the audience I wasn't a huge fan of this one until I talked to uh, Radeshka because like 
I didn't get it at all. I'm just like, there is no plot. Like, I don't understand what this is, like, what this is. And then when he's like, oh no, it's like a metaphor for my dad and squints with me. I'm like, I actually really like this. I really got yeah, it. So like, it's for me, it's a short story. And for me, it was just understanding like where it was coming from, why it was created and what happened. Like, it like it like usually like I already have like whenever like I talk to somebody like I already have like what they say about it doesn't usually affect how I feel about it too much one way or the other. But this is like actually one where what he was saying really affected how I felt about it. That's cool. That's I could see that. For me, okay. So I've kind of ragged on this comic a little bit. I can mm-hmm. I can tell you like from doing this whole review. For me, the je ne sais quoi was the fact that all of the things that I ragged on didn't detract from the story for me. Like, I still think it was all done purposefully enough that it works. Like, it was like a well-told story. I like the comic. And I I don't like horror movies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, he clearly knows his stuff. It was, like, interesting to talk to him because, like... like, No, no, no. I'm talking about the comic itself. Like, I like... I liked the comic where you said that you didn't like it until you talked to him. I yeah. thought it was a good comic because maybe I understood the metaphor. I didn't get something. the metaphor. I didn't get it. Yeah. I, I, like whatever it was, I didn't get. I didn't get till I talked to him. And then like when I talked to him, like it was a light switch. Like, like actually, yeah. I really, really like this. But I'm saying like, I feel like each page was done in its own way. And that was on purpose. And as I got through the comic, and saw that each page was kind of slightly different and drawn different and colored different. I I appreciated that and like and kind of appreciated the fact that this all led to the end, you know, the end. And that chomp on like one of the last pages there, that's a that's a pretty cool chomp, I have to say. Wow, we're we're liars like eating the the body. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool chomp. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, like, uh, it's very creative. It definitely fits the, the, you know, what he told us about what he, the genre and what he told us about why, why it was made. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. If you like horror comics, you should check it out. Uh, Yeah. Should we rate it? Um, sure. So. Uh, on a scale of um, <laughs> losing your unicorn poster and just not having it anymore, no more unicorn posters. Okay. Uh, to um, is this the having best you long, can do? <laughs> having long flowing hair that you could use to like hit baseballs with. That's how good it is. Like you could be like baseball swing. Don't even need a bat. So from losing my unicorn poster to getting hitting baseballs with with my your hair? hair, and you can get home runs with the perfect hits. Like you, like if you're a goalie, you wouldn't even have to use your hands. Your hair would extend out like block, block, block. Your hair would be a superpower. It's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, pretty good. That's really good. As a man with who lacks his hair, it's a big deal. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a that is a big deal for you. Uh, did you lose your hair, or do you just cut it? No, this is bald, and then I that's cut that's it. bald. I, oh, and okay. I cut it down. I was having didn't cut it down today, but I'll cut it down. Probably would you tomorrow. have a lot of hair if you let it grow? No, I would have a mullet. 
Really? Not even a mullet. I'd have like an evil mullet. I'd have the bald mullet. You just haven't had hair up there for so long that I'm not sure what would grow if you let it grow. Like you've, Actually, let, you've let the beard grow a few times, but you haven't let, I let the, the beard grow. Okay. But like I know, I've never been a big fan of the beard. Like being I always get bored. I like the reason why the beard ever happens is because I get lazy, not because I. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know this. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I tell you to shave, and I don't feel bad about telling no, you. No, I don't. I don't even feel bad about saying, "Yeah, I probably I, I need to shave. I just do it." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, this is a time where you need to be shaved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say this comic is is sort of like being able to block shots with your hands really well. Okay. Dad uh, hands. Yeah, and maybe you're having a good hair day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right, and uh, on the scale between being um, one of these like little helpless uh, teenage girls in a horror movie that are like seem to not understand that they shouldn't go into the room where the thumping and blood pools are evidence like like there's blood pools on the floor and uh you just can't help yourself you're gonna go look you're that little girl you know you're like that uh 14 to 16 age range um you know Maybe you're getting straight A's in school too. Like you have a very bright future. Uh, but for some reason, I don't know why, you just decide that you have to investigate um, maybe too many Nancy Drew novels or something <laughs> like that. I don't know what your, what your reason is. Um, so from that girl to you, uh, you are a, dude, I don't know. You're a wolf, and uh, and you, you have a good wolf pack. Okay. Just super easy. <laughs> Just a super easy good one. I I don't know what else to say. You're a, you're the alpha wolf, and you have a good pack. <laughs> uh, I would describe this as you're a lone wolf, which means you know you're safe, you're brave, but you know sometimes you might get a little bit lonely, and you're like, you know. This is not the happiest time, but I'm not in the worst situation. I'm just doing good, you know? Not too great, not too bad. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much to Rideshka for coming on last week and letting us read your work. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to read your next uh, comic, the uh, um, Blood... What is it? Blood the Sable? Blood something? Blood, Blood Sable. Sable. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can't read. Yeah, Blood Sable. I can't read read, read Blood Sable. Um, again, getting to hear the background about that, I'll be able to read that with a different perspective than normal. Uh, Would so it help you, so you to like read what you're about to announce or like who you're talking about before you start talking about them? No. Like maybe you could be like, Keegan, uh, could you tell me what bananas are made of? And then like you could look it up, like name, proper spelling proper thing that i'm talking about and then go thank you to our guest uh blood sable guy uh without messing up like the name or the the thing no no because it's <laughs> why i don't feel so bad when i mispronounce <laughs> the names in the beginning either because it's just who i am it's just so great just let me be me why won't you let me be me keegan it's just so great that come you on would... keegan let me be free i mean that's just this keegan, why can't i be free <laughs> It's just this episode. Just this episode. You've done you've done it every single time during this episode, yeah. like, without, <laughs> without fail. Without yeah. exception, like the person we just 
like interviewing if like uh Natasha and yeah. Boy Jones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just on. He was just, he on. Was just on. He was on. <laughs> uh so yeah, no, uh anyway. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, thank, thank you, you so Radeshka. much to Rajeshka. Thank you so much to Natasha and uh, his uh, name's Lloyd. Yeah. Lloyd Jones of Midnight Comics. Uh, Check Midnight out midnightcomics.org. Uh, Check out their stuff, uh, Midnight Comics or Midnight X Comics, depending which one you're looking at. Midnight X Comics on Instagram. Read the Unbeloved episode or issues zero, one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, when they come out, the Midnight Comics as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for so much. Uh, where can they find us, Keegan? They, they can the find audience. us on Instagram and Facebook and uh, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, or if they want to help us out, where should they go? Uh, <laughs> our Patreon, technically. <laughs> you know what? If you do sign up on Patreon, uh, I will know and I will make stuff for the Patreon. And we'll say thank you so much for the zero dollars you're giving us right now. Six out set up. Yeah, like technically, if you sign up, you won't pay anything uh-huh. until until we do something that you should pay us for. And I think I will announce ahead of time that you might end up spending money. Yeah, so we don't we can't, <laughs> we, we, we don't want you to feel guilty. I have a comic and it's done and it needs to come out soon. And so if you signed up for our Patreon, you would be paying for that comic. We'll so. we'll bring you on as a guest uh for that issue. We'll have we'll bring on a guest host. Sign sign up for our Patreon and you can be a guest of this podcast. Yeah. You sign up <laughs> as be a guest of this project uh, this podcast. But we'll also bring on a guest host for you and uh, and so this way we can interview you. Oh, you uh, want them to be a, a guest host. I guest see. host and you'll okay. be the guest. Okay. I see. All right. Well anyway, talk to you later, Eric. Okay. Bye. Bye.